Welcome to Live Doc, your online Doc Yomi Shear. Shalom Aleichem, welcome back to today's Daf, which is Yuma Daf Dalad. We're right on the top line. Omalei Rabbi Yechon Rishlokish. We're in the midst of a discussion between Rabbi Yechon Rishlokish as to the exact mocker for the Allah of Prishas Shivayamim. We learned that prior to Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol will be separated from his home, placed in the Azorah, for a seven-day preparatory period in anticipation of the Avodah Yom Kippur. We learned likewise that the Kohen tending to the Paraduma would be prepared seven days in advance. Rabbi Yechon says... The concept of Prisha by Yom Kippur is learned from Miluim, where we find that the Kohana were instructed to prepare themselves and wait in the Mishkan, to dwell in the Mishkan for seven days prior to Vayhi Bayam Ashmini, the, the D-Day, the day that they anticipated that Yom Ashmini, which was the inauguration of the Avodas Kehanim and the Mishkan. So there was a seven-day Hachana, seven-day Prisha, which preceded that day. And that forms a source for the Allah of Prishas Shivayamim for the Kohen God Yom Kippur as well. And the Gemara says, likewise, the fellow tending to Paraduma needed to separate for seven days. It was a mala that the Chama applied. They wanted to uh, elevate him to a higher level, make sure that he's pure and free from any Tumor. Which Lagish, on the other hand, maintains the marker for this concept is Har Sinai, where Moshe Rabbeinu was embedded in an Anan. He entered this cloud for a a zman uh, prisha to elevate himself to reach higher levels, higher madrigas in anticipation of the time that he will spend with Hashem. And therefore, we learn likewise before Yom Kippur, before the Paraduma, the Kain would prepare accordingly to prepare himself for this uh, event, which um, was considered the event of a higher realm. So we have the Machlekes, Bechana says we learn it from Miluim, Rish Lakish says we learn it from Sinai. Says the Gemara on the top line of Dalar Manalf. Amalei Rabbi Yechna Rish Lakish. Bishlami This works well according to my Shita, the Alfina Mi Miluim, where I learn the Halach of Prisha from Miluim. Hainu the Sanya. That's how we could understand the Brisa, which says, Zebeze, whether the Yom Kippur Kayin, whether the Paraduma Kayin, Either way, Zevzeh Mazen Olaf Kol Shiva, they would do Hazor of the Eifah Paraduma on him throughout that seven-day period. Mikol Chatos Shayusham, they would actually use a bit of all the Paradumas that had been made until that day. Somehow this lends uh, prominence Chashivas to the event. Rashi explains they had a collection of all the Paradumas from the time of the Moshe until that day. So in any case, they would do the Hazor, they would spray the Paraduma water on the Kayin. And this was part of the Hachana, the orientation, the, the training, the preparation for the upcoming event, whether it was Avodah Yom Kippur or Streifas Paraduma. Says Rabbi Yechanan, this is very much understand, understandable according to my sheet. I learned from Miluim. And by Miluim, there was Hazah as well. The Havoy Namay Hazah by Miluim. We find that by Miluim, there was hazard, there was sprinkling of, of dam on them, and this somehow would added to the uh, to the hachona, to the orientation, to the training, to the kedushin tahara of the kinyana. So it works well. We have hazard by miluim, and likewise we have hazard on the kain before Yom Kippur and the kain before Strefas Apar. 
However, according to you, who learns from Har Sinai, where do we find Hazor by Har Sinai? So why would you need Hazor applied in the other cases? Ahmalayar Bashlakish responds, Litamech now according to your approach. Is it any better? The Hazor by Miluim did not evolve water. It was dumb carbon. How could you compare it to Hazor of Afer, Mechatos, Meparaduma, which is Mayim? It's a different, different type of Hazor. You cannot learn one from the other. So according to you, who learns from Miluim, why would they have Hazor of Mepara done for the Kayin? Holy Kashi, that's not difficult. The Tani Rabchia teaches us, Nichnesut Mayim Tachazdam. True. Water, the Meparaduma, substituted for the Dam. Just as they had Dam by Miluim. Instead, we have Meparaduma today. The Rimilu Nil explains that it's not just a, a saying, water instead of blood. He says water is even better than blood. Because one could table in a mikvah. We see Mayim has the ability of being a tired person even more than just Dam. And it makes sense that in order to add Tahara, so instead of Dam, they would do Mayim which certainly is more effective to achieve Tahara. Taisus, on the other hand, says the reason why we can substitute Mayim for Dam is because it's not really a Drasha Gemura. This whole concept of learning from Miluim is, is just an Asmachta and it doesn't have to be exactly the same way. It's the concept that we draw from there. That there needs to be as Manprisha, a preparatory period, period of Achana, of, of, of Tahara, of Kedusha, and yeah, we can use Mayim, Meipar Aduma, to enhance that experience. It doesn't have to be Dafka, Hazor, Avdam. So this is Rabbi Yechen responding. The Kasha was, if we learn from Miluim, Miluim, there was Hazor, Avdam, there's Rabbi Yechenon, here, Mayim takes the place of Dam. El didah Hazor, b'sina miyavoy, but according to you, Rish Lakish, who learns from Sinai, Hazor by Sinai miyavoy. What do we find Hazor by Sinai? So, according to you, why did the Brayses say that they were Mazadi Eifa Paraduma on the Kayhanim before Im Kippur, before Shreifas Paraduma? Why would we need Hazor? Amalei Mala Baalma. You're right. It was just an enhancement. It was a Mala. It wasn't really required Meikaradin. Let's see Rashi inside. Three lines from the top of the Am. They would do kol shiva. You made afrasha all throughout the seven days of afrasha. using all the chatois. We learn in Mishnah Mishnah's para that we actually save a bit from each paraduma, and when time came, they needed they needed and they used them all, such as to repair the kain gadol. And prepare the coin before the paradum. Vanishamati, Efer Parasha Moshe Laikala. Asher brings a shot that he heard that the Efer of Moshe Benes Parad, the initial, original paraduma, was uh, was still there. And apparently, this Pshan Rashi maintains that it wasn't all the chatois that were involved in this hazar, but they also used the one from Moshe Rabbein. Okay. In any case, the kasha was, well, if we learn. From Miluim, Zerbechan speaking. If you learn from Miluim, we understand why there is Hazor. The Havia, 
נמי הזו, בפרישת דמלואים, כל זין תכסיב ויעז על ארון, וכסיב שבעה ימים עם אלכס יודם, כל זין עושה להם ככל כמה ראשון. So they would follow the same formula, whatever they did the first day, they do throughout the seven days, including הזו. And the Lord says, well, by מלואים it was דם, במלואים דם, הזו עושה מלואים של דם. כדכסיב, אז הפסק סייז, נגמר רספונד, תנא רבחיל, קמא בשמייט נמייסלות, כמו שאומרים, הוא בריאה ברייסה, רבחיה, זה אסום to be the one that compiled the brises, that's why we related to him, that, although we don't have דם, we have מים, מים takes the place of דם. אוקיי, זה עובד כמו שאומרים, אוקיי, 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 כמו שאומרים, Rashi continues, We said earlier, we want to do all kinds of enhancements by the Parah, in honor of the fact that he's going into the Yves HaMidlash, we add this enhancement as well. Continues the Gemara, We're going to have a Bryce and supporter of Rabbi Yechon who maintains that we learn from Miluim. We're going to have a Bryce in support of Rishlokish who learns the concept of Prisha Shiva from Har Sinai. We're going to have a Raya from Bryce to Rabbi Yechon. The Pasuk on Yom Kippur says, With the following, the following Karbonis, the following procedure, Aaron HaKoyin will be enabled to come into the Kodesh HaKadosh on Yom Kippur. What does Bezois mean? It seems to be referring to something specific. A, a certain... Uh, Procedure. Aaron is going to have to undergo a process which has been described elsewhere. What exactly is this referring to? The process described by the Meluim. What is that? Aaron separated for seven days in advance of the eighth day, which was the main day, the day that they were anticipating. So there was a seven-day pre-show of Hashim Hashim Echad, and finally he was able to be Meshamash on that eighth day. Umoisha Mosalikal Shiva, and Moshe instructed him, taught him the halachas, taught him the ins and outs of the karbonis throughout those seven days, to train him into the avoid. Vafladoiris. So just as this happened by Miluim, this is going to happen throughout the Doiris, meaning before Yom Kippur. Koyin Godel Perish Shiva, Koyin Godel separates for seven, Umeshamash Yom Echad, then he serves for one day, Ubeshene Ei Talmid Chachamim. We have two Talmid Chachamim, Mitalmid of Shomayish. So just as Meshur Abeno did it way back, now we're going to have two Talmid Chachamim who follow in the ways and, and the Torah of Meshur Abeno. We'll go ahead and teach him the Alachas of Avedim. La Fugit Stukim, we say Talmid of Shomayish as opposed to Stukim who did not conform. To Torah Shabbat so they couldn't be involved in preparing the Kohen Gadol. So these Talmud Chachamim would be Moishrin like Kol Shiva. They would instruct him and teach him throughout the seven days, Kedei Lachan Chavavoyd, to train him into the Avoyd. So this is the formula, the process that occurred by Miluim is meant to be applied throughout the Doris before Yom Kippur. Mikan Amru. This is where we learn the Halacha Shivas Yomim. We bring him over to Lishkas Parhedrin. Just as we do this for the Kohen Gadol, likewise we do the same to the Kohen who's going to take care of the Paraduma. We take that Kohen over the Lishka Al Shal Pnei Abirot Safoyin Mizrocha as we learned in the Beis of Anav. This is the quote that we had earlier. Both these Kohanim, 
Kain Gadol before Yom Kippur, the Kain who would burn the Paraduma, Ve'achadzeh, Ve'achadzeh, Mazanol of Kol Shiva. Throughout these seven days, they would do Hazod, they would sprinkle on them, Mikol Chatoy Shoyisham, from all the Paradumas that they had in stock. Vim Toim Rabbi Meluim Damach Ochamayim. Well, if you have a kasha, you're comparing it to Meluim, where it was dam that was sprinkled, and here are using water. Amr's the answer is, Nichnesu Mayim Tachaz Dam. Water takes the place of dam. So this ends the first segment of the price. Now we have another pasuk to prove our point. That the halachis applied by Miluim is meant to be implemented throughout the Duris. This was the pasuk we brought back on the base of an Allah. The pasuk is saying the same that was done now by Miluim. Hashem was Metzavah to do throughout the generations. What? Is being referred to here, and actually Rashi takes this out because if you remember yesterday, Rabbi Yechonin said that the prisha for Paraduma was just a malo. It was an enhancement. It wasn't actually learned from Miluim. Only Yom Kippur was learned from Miluim. That Masi Mekipurim requires the seven-day prisha beforehand. So we have one pasuk which the Brisa mentioned earlier, Bezois Yavei Aron Hakodesh. Which tells us that on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol has to follow a um, a predetermined procedure described elsewhere. Where is that? By Miluim. We have another pasuk by Miluim which says this procedure will apply on Yom Kippur. So we actually have two psukim which the Gemara will ask, why are they both necessary? Before we get to that, says the Gemara, "Vahay bezoyis me'boyle lugufei bezoyis yavei ar nakodesh." It's simply needed for its own sake. But Parben Bakr, the Chatas, Vayil Oila, the Talia, the Kain Gadol needs to bring these kabbarnas to enable him to to come to the Kodesh Hakadosh. Bezoyis, he's meant to do these things. How do you know it's referring to a uh, a pre-described procedure, the Milurim procedure? Armory, they responded, Ilu Karm Lechodei, if it was only coming for the kabbarnas, Leimakro Bezeh, Ayba Eila, should have chosen one of these terms, Bezeh Yaviar, Beila. With this carb, with these carbonates, it's a lashon yochid. Rashi says because a par and an isle which he has to bring are referred to in lashon yochid, a lashon zacher. Sorry, bezeh be'ela is a lashon zacher, like the par, like the isle that he has to bring. So that would be the correct way of referring to them. My bezois, why a lashon nekeva bezois? Shamis minotarti. Apparently, the pasuk is coming to teach us two things. Firstly, the basics. He needs to bring the par and the isle to enable him to. Enter the Kodesh Hakadoshim. Bezois is lashon the keva to include prisha, which Rashi says is lashon the keva. So we have that pasuk bezois yavei aron, which indicates that we need the seven day prisha before Yom Kippur. Okay, so that's enough. Why do we need that second pasuk? Why is the pasuk of kashu asub yamazet tivah shemalasos needed? Why does the brides have to add that as well? Vechitema, perhaps you'll argue and you'll say the first pasuk isn't sufficient. Perhaps only the first Yom Kippur, first one in history, needs Prisha. As we find that the Milum event was a one-time event. And likewise, the first Yom Kippur needs to follow those same guidelines. Prisha, Shiva, etc. But perhaps throughout the generations, Past the first Yom Kippur, the subsequent Yom Kippur won't need that procedure applied. 
Inami alternatively can say, can God look come up with the way Perhaps only Arna Koyin. But Zeshav Arna he needs Prisha throughout his lifetime. But once he uh, once he's accomplished that for himself, that carries over automatically to his offspring. But perhaps another kind of does not need to go through this procedure. That's why we need the second pasuk, which tells us the same process applied to Meluim. Throughout the generations and applies to all Kahanam Gedal. Before we summarize the uh, Bryce, let's just take a look at Rashi, which is around 15, 16 lines from the top of the Ahmed. Tanya Kavaseid Rabbi Yechanan the Elf Miluim. Rabbi Yechanan supported Rabbi Yechanan, who sources this concept in Miluim. And we have a Bryce Akirish Lakish, the Elf Messina, who learns from Sinai. Let's begin with the Bryce and support of Rabbi Yechanan. Bezois, you have a Aaron Akhoidish, Kroyiseiru, it's an extra Pasek, the Kaman, as the Gemara later explains, Lamidrish Bey, to teach us the Drush. Udrush Bey Hachi, and we'll learn as follows. Bezois Hatura. Following this this procedure, Hamur binyan b'makamachar, as is described elsewhere, that procedure will allow him Yovay Aaron Akhoidish to come into the Kodesh. Mahi be'ezinyan. My answer is miluim. We find that Arnakayin prepared himself for six days, for seven days. V'shem v'shem echad avoda shmini hutla alav shenamar kravel mitzbeach. And they would give him. Meshavenu would come help him, teach him throughout the seven days. Likewise, before Yom Kippur, the same procedure would be followed. The Kohen God would prepare for seven days. They would give him a point two times chachamim mitamid v'shem Moshe lafukit stukim, as opposed to stukim who would mess things up. Shei meshan avoid the sectors in Mekibur and Kaman beitzil. More later explains that they would bring the sectors in their way. Shei noyis naktors al eish bechutz v'achach machnisim. They would put the sectors on the fire on the coals before they enter the kodesh kadoshim and then bring it in like that. They learned the Pasuk, uh, that there has to be a, a cloud of smoke before he enters. And the Chacham disagreed. They said, no, the cloud of smoke gets formed in the Kaddish HaKadoshim. This was a big to-do. The Tztukim would try to undo the Chachamim. And this was a um, uh, big controversy where the Kohanim Gedolim would have to be, um, they would have to ensure that the Kohanim Gedolim would follow orders, would not follow the Tztukim's procedure. In any case, here they would bring two legitimate Tamit Chachamim to teach him the proper procedure. Ukeshem Shemafrishim. The Bryce says just as they do this before Yom Kippur, they do it for the Kayan taking care of the Paratuma. And Rashi adds, Loy Mikro Obviously, it's not going to be learned from the Pasuk. Elamala Ba'amut is just an enhancement applied to the Paratuma. Lachan Chay Lamdoi. Amras Emar Ma'ata. Mai Bezois. Loshan Akeva. The Pasuk should have said, the animals described afterwards are not in the caves. So why speak in the Apparently the Pasuk is alluding to the Miluim procedure, which includes Prisha, which is referred to in the Nekeva. The Gemara says, well, I would think maybe only the first Yom Kippur, maybe only Arna Koyen, Kengal Kamo, Arna Levado, Kol Yomov. Perhaps this pasuk is only referring to Aaron Akoyin, but Yosef Aaron. How do you know it's applied throughout the Durs? That's why we need the pasuk by Milum, which says 
Kasher Asa Vaymazeh. The same Prisha applied today, Tziva Hashem Lasis Lachapar Lechem. Throughout the Dairis, every Yom Kippur, regardless of which kind of God is involved. Soon the Gemara will bring a Raya from Brisa to Shittas Rish Lakish, who learns the concept of Prisha from Sinai. Let's stop for a second and summarize. We have Rabbi Yechanan, who learns from Miluim, Prisha Shiva. He learns from the Pasuk, actually Tupsukim, B'zyosavi Arain, Alakodesh, which tells us that Prisha is meant to be applied on Yom Kippur as well. That's the Pasuk by Yom Kippur. The fact that it says B'zyos indicates that we're referring to some sort of procedure of Prisha, which is Lashon Nekeva. And we have another Pasuk, by Miluim, Kashu Asam, that I'm Kippur as well, we need the Prisha. What about the Hazo, which they would apply throughout the seven May Prisha? Gemara says because by Milum we have Hazo, Hazo of Dam, and now we have Mayim Tachasta. It's learned from Sinai, as we had yesterday, just as Moshe Rabbeinu entered the Anan to uh, elevate him to a higher level of Kedusha, we learn from there, anybody has Nichnas Lamach and Shechina, anyone's preparing for a, an experience of, uh, of an higher, a higher realm, like the Yom Kippur Avoida, or like getting involved in burning the Paraduma, he needs to have Prisha beforehand. What about Hazo'ah? Shalakr says, just a Ma'ala Ba'alma. It's an enhancement to um, prepare him properly for the upcoming procedure. Continues the Gemara, Tanik of Rishlakish. Now we have a Brisa, which is a right to Rishlakish, that the concept of Prisha is learned from Sinai. Moshe Olabanam. Moshe went up and entered the cloud, which was on Har Sinai. He was enveloped in an Anon. He was sanctified in the Anon. That was to prepare him to spend 40 days with Hashem, to learn the Torah on behalf of Kal Yisrael, to receive the Luchas. And this happened after what we call Matan Torah. After Aser Sadibris were taught to Kal Yisrael, the first two by Hashem directly, the next eight through Moshe Rabbeinu, after what we call Shvois, Matan Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu went up to the mountain, went up to Shemaim for 40 days. And the first segment, the first six days, where you may Prisha, you may Tahari, you may Kedusha, where Moshe Rabbeinu was preparing himself for that experience of spending time with Hashem. Shanam Abishkin Kvayt Hashem al Sinai, Hashem's Kavit descended on Har Sinai, rested on Har Sinai. When this happened, this event where the Anan covered the top of the mountain and Moshe Rabbeinu was enveloped in that Anan until the seventh day when Hashem calls out to him. Come over, let's learn the Torah together. That occurred after what we call Matan Torah, after our Sarah Sadiris, after Shavuiz. These six days when Moshe Rabbeinu was preparing himself, Biktusha, inside the Anan, that was the kickoff. That was the beginning of the 40 days. Which Moshe Rabbeinu spent with Hashem. So according to this Shita, which is actually going to be Shita's Rishlokish as well, the concept of Moshe Rabbeinu going up to the cloud, being absorbed in the Anon, and elevating himself, purifying himself, in anticipation of spending time with Hashem, is indicative of this concept that one who is preparing himself for entry into Machna Shechina, or for a uh, lofty uh, procedure, such as Kengadim uh, Kippur, or the Paraduma procedure, he would have to prepare himself accordingly with Yimei Prisha to precede that anticipated event. So again, according to Yisrael Lili, 
This whole pasuk, which means that the onan enveloped, covered Moshe Rabbeinu, this all occurred when? After Matan Rabbi Kiva, he disagrees. He does not like Rish Lakish. He says that the onan wasn't there to prepare Moshe Rabbeinu. The cloud simply was resting on Har Sinai during those days which preceded Matan Torah. And it's unrelated to preparation, to Kedusha, to Precious. This event began on Rish Chodesh. When the Pasuk says that the Anon covered, it doesn't mean it covered Moshe, it covered the mountain. It sat on the mountain. To prepare the har for Matan Torah. And then when the Pasuk says, Vayikra, El Moshe, Vayimashvi, what does that mean? This is on the seventh day of Sivan, Matan Torah, Aseris Adibris. So why does the Pasuk say, Hashem calls to Moshe, Vayikra, El Moshe? The truth is, Moshe, Vachal Yisrael, Aymden, all was standing there, all of Yisrael. Vayikra, El covered the Moshe. The Pasuk is simply according special honor to Moshe, singling him out as a representative of Kalashra, but really all were present, and this was the event of Matan Torah. So, Rekiva, this doesn't provide any source for the concept of Prisha and Kedusha and preparing for an event, because Moshe Rabbeinu was not enveloped in the Anna at all throughout those days before Matan Torah. In fact, Rashi says, he didn't even spend so much time on the mountain. He was up and down, up and down, taking instructions from Hashem and handing it over to Kalashra. Yisrael. So this wasn't a Zman Achon or Zman Prish Moshe. So, bottom line is Rishlakish follows Rebbe Lili, which serves as a riot to the Shita. Rebbe Lili was the one who said that the Anan came about after Asarasa, there was after Matan Torah, rested on the higher in order to enable Moshe to be enveloped within that Anan, to elevate himself, to makalish himself as a Hachana for the 40 days that he spent with Hashem. And likewise, any time a person is going to go into Machan Shechina, like the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippur, or before the Paraduma, a Zman Prisha, a Zman Kedusha is required. Let's just conclude the Brayse. Rabbi Nassan Aymer, Loi Baha Kosov, Ela Lomarek Achilo Shtiyah Shebemeyev. Rabbi Nassan follows Rabbi Yisak that indeed the Anan came about after Matan Torah, was there to prepare Mashur Abeinu, but it's unrelated to Prisha in anticipation of a lofty event. Rather, there was a very practical need and, and, and purpose that this, this function that this Anan was serving. To purge, to cleanse him of the eating and drinking within his innards. To sort of turn him into a Malach. To enable him to interact with Hashem in, in, in Shammai. So this was a one-time event exclusive to this to this uh, period after Matan Torah we needed this type of preparation doesn't mean that every time a king God has to go through his procedure he as well holds like a Lili that the honor was there after Matan Torah but he learns a bit differently he says it was unique to Torah the point was to bestow fear on Moshe Rabbeinu or or different uh, terms of, of awe, fear, trepidation. So the point of the honor enveloping Moshe after Matan Torah was to uh, apply Amon Yeratim, to put him in a state of fear and awe. 
to enable him to connect to Hashem properly throughout the 40 days which would follow that period. So this is unique to Matan Torah and isn't necessarily something applied elsewhere. Shanamar Ivdos Hashem Bihira Vigilu Burada Pazak says on the one hand serve Hashem with fear, with yira, with awe Vigilu Burada be joyous with trepidation. What is it referring to? Matan Torah referring to the time when Moshe Abenu was spending with Hashem. Amar Rav Makam Gila in a place of joy, of Torah. Torah is Mesameh Lev, Sham Teir Ada. The same time, simultaneous with the joy of experiencing the connection to Hashem through Torah, there needs to be that awe to um, nullify the person, so to speak, to be mavatal the person, so that he can truly connect and cleave to Hashem. Let's stop a moment before we continue. Let's just go over the Rashi's. Let's start from the top. So on Amaral, we spoke or said Shita that the Anan was there to prepare Moshe Rabbeinu, and it actually happened after Matan Torah, and it was there to prepare him to elevate him so he can spend forty days with Hashem. Rakibi disagrees and he says Anan Lahar, it was there to cover the mountain Moshe, because this event took place before Matan Torah. Throughout those six days before Matan Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't even there. On top of the mountain, Allah v'yorad b'ashkama loy malam atam reisim asher sisim etzrayim v'yoshem moshesh devarim Hashem. So it was back and forth messages. Olamachar nemaloi lechreid alam v'kedashlam machar lechreid heidbam. So messages conveyed back and forth. He wasn't even spending time on the mountain. Apparently, says Rekiva, the Anan was to prepare the mountain for Matan Torah, and this event preceded Matan Torah. Was not there to prepare Moshe Rabbeinu. And when the Pasuk continues and says, On the seventh day Hashem calls out to Moshe. What do you mean calls out to Moshe? So according to Rebbe Glili, we understand. Torah is describing something that took place between Hashem and Moshe after Matan Torah. But according to Rebbe Kiva, the six days and the seventh were six days before Matan Torah, and the seventh was the actual day of Matan Torah, and Hashem is calling out only to Moshe? It says, To give him covered as a representative of Klai Yisrael. Rabbi opinion is, uh, I mean, Rabbi Nassim's opinion is, that the point of the Anan was to cleanse him. Rabbi Nassim saw like Rabbi Yisak Lili. The Prisha Lamoisha Avoy. He maintains like Rabbi Yisak Lili. The Prisha took place after Matan Torah and was intended to elevate Moshe Rabbeinu. Ach, loy lul mit mikan, Prisha l'sha'ar nechnosin machashchin. But not necessarily can you learn from here elsewhere. Because over here there was a special reason for this. Here he had to cleanse himself from all types of physical effects, eating and drinking that he had beforehand. So he had to turn into a pseudo malach. But otherwise, such as the coin Galway for Yom Kippur, or the coin before tending to Paraduma. This is not required. This process of turning to Malach was a one-time event and doesn't need to be applied elsewhere. The point of Moshe Abbeinu being enveloped in the Anan was the Prisha Lamoisha. He holds as well this event takes place after Matan Torah and was designated specifically for Moshe. To separate him from the rest of the Bnei Adam. Shatachol Olav Eima B'yoysi when a person is on his own, this is Baidus. A person has time on his own. Ama descends on him. He takes things seriously. He gets into the right frame of mind. Yavin 
This enables him to enter Shechina properly. So the time of Torah was a time of Simcha, which was accompanied by some Yura as well. So the uh, double mood of joy and awe and fear enabled a person to properly connect to Torah. Okay, so this was the Brisa. And the point was to bring a right to Rishlakish. Rishlakish was the one who maintained that Harsinai provides a precedent for this concept that prior to entering a Machna uh, Shechina, you need to prepare yourself with days of Prisha. The more tells us Rishlakish will be supported by Rishak Lili, who tells us that the Anan enveloped Moshe Rabbeinu, and it was a unique experience designated and designed specifically for him to give him that sterile environment to be perished in anticipation of the days that he's going to spend with Hashem. And this took place when? After Matan Torah. When he began his 40 days, he first underwent Yimei Prisha, and this provides a source for Yom Kippur. Kangala has to prepare beforehand with Yimei Prisha, and likewise the coin before Strefas Apar. So that was Shizu Lidi, that the Anan was there for Moshe Rabbeinu, and this took place after Matan Torah. Whereas according to Rekiva, it's unrelated to Yimei Prisha, because according to him, the Anan was there to prepare the mountain, in anticipation of Matan Torah. Says the Gemara, but my Kamiflegir Rebbe Rabakiva. What's the basis of the Machlekes? Why does Rebbe Sagli say it happened after Matan Torah? Rabakiva before Matan Torah. They plucked the Danitanoi. It's based on the following Machlekes Tanoi. Regarding the exact date of Matan Torah, and that will lead us to the next Machlekes regarding when the event with the Anna took place, as we're going to see. The Sanya, we know it in Brisa, B'Shisha B'Chodesh Nitna Torah L'Yisrael, according to the Tanakhama, Torah was given on the sixth day of Nisa. Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Shiva, was actually on the seventh day of Sivan, sorry, sixth day of Sivan, Rabbi Yisrael, on the seventh day of Sivan. Manda Amar B'Shisha, according to Tanakhama, that was on the sixth, B'shisha nitna, b'shiva Allah, on the 6th was given, on the 7th day, Moshe went up to Shemaim to begin his 40 days. Ma'adamar b'shiva, Kuntar B'yayisir was on the 7th, that Torah was given. B'shiva nitna, Torah was given on the 7th, b'shiva Allah, on that very same day, he went up to Shemaim to begin his 40 days. And actually, the Gemara Shabbos explains this b'risa and the background of this b'risa in greater detail. So going to Tanakam, Matan Torah was in the 6th of Sivan, Kutarbiyas in the 7th. Now, this is going to lead us to the next discussion. The discussion that we had by us. We have a Pasuk, which speaks about the Anon coming to Har Sinai, and being there for 6 days. On the 7th day, Hashem calls out, Mitoicha Anon, calling out to Moshe Rabbein. So let's see how this works. The Pasuk evidently is describing a 7 day event. Right? The Anan was there for six days, and on the seventh, Hashem calls out from the Anan to Moshe. When did this happen? Rabbi Yisaglili holds that this seven-day Anan event must have occurred after Matan Torah, because Rabbi Yisaglili actually holds like Tanakama. The Amar B'Shisha B'Chodesh Nitno Torah. The Matan Torah was on when? On the sixth day of Sivan. 
So when the Pasuk describes a seven-day event related to the cloud, it couldn't have happened before Matan Because they only arrived at Harsinai on Rosh for only six days to Matan Apparently, Hilkach, this proves that what? Zehoyamasa Achar Aser Sadibris. This event occurs after Matan after Aser Sadibris. The seven days following Matan And this was specifically designed as a preacher for Moshe Rabbeinu. Who's Moshe Rabbeinu? Was covered by the cloud. And then on the seventh, when Moshe Rabbeinu was prepared, was ready, after his Yimei Prish, Hashem calls out him, Come, get the rest of the Torah. Spend 40 days with me. So basically it proves that it must have occurred after Matan Torah because there were no seven days before Matan Torah. These are Gadaitach because if you maintain, so the Hashem's covered rested starting from Rosh Chodesh. is referring not to Moshe, rather to the mountain, Lahar. And finally, the seventh day, Hashem calls out to Moshe, Come, I'll teach you Aser Sadibrois, Mini Matantur, Shvois. What do you mean? It's already past Shvois. Shvois was yesterday, on the 6th of Sivan. They've already gotten the Torah yesterday, on the 6th day of Sivan. The Anon already disappeared from yesterday, because the point of the Anon was merely to prepare the mountain for Matantur. Matantur is long gone. It's a past event. Why does the Pasuk say Hashem's calling from the honor to Moshe? So again, according to Yavisek Lili, we follow Tanakama, who was Torah was given on the 6th. And now when the Torah speaks about the mountain being there for 6 days, and then on the 7th, Hashem calls out from the Anon, calling Moshe to him, this couldn't have happened on this before Matan Torah. There wasn't enough time there to squeeze 7 days in. Apparently, it occurs after Matan Tur, and this provided the pressure for Moshe Rabbeinu in anticipation of the days he's going to spend with Hashem, the 40 days. So you have a riot, Rish that one who enters Machna Shechina, one who's preparing for a, a lofty experience, needs to have pressure before it. Rabbi Kiva Savel Rabbi Kiva who maintains there's no pressure for Moshe Rabbeinu because this whole story with the Anon was unrelated to Moshe specifically. The Anon descended on the mountain, was Makadish the mountain in anticipation of Matan Torah. And this happened before Matan Torah. How does this work? That what? The Omar Torah was given on the 7th of Sivan, which allows us enough time. We have seven days from Rosh Chodesh to Matan Torah. And it could very well be that the whole story with the Anon occurred before Matan Torah. The honor was there for six days, and on the seventh, which is Shvi Be Sivan, the day of Matantar, Hashem calls out. Why is he calling out to Moshe? He said earlier, just a cover to Moshe, but really all were there. He was really addressing all of Israel. So, bottom line is, we have a Pasuk which says like this. I'll just read it from the Torah on the side. Two ways to interpret the Pasuk. This could have happened before Matan Torah. 
They uncover the mountain. Before Matan Torah. He calls out on the seventh Mitoich Anan. This is the day of Matan Torah. And it wasn't Dafka to Moshe. He was calling out, he was dressing all of Israel to give them the Aserah Sadibis. This is Rabbi Kiva Shita in line with Rabbi Yaisi who says Matan Torah was in the seventh day of Siva. According to Rabbi Yaisi who followed Tanakama, we interpret the Pasuk differently. The Chaseo Anan means the Anan enveloped Moshe Rabbeinu for six days after Matan Torah. And on the seventh, he calls out to Moshe, Meteich Anan, come, come spend time with me. And this was the Yemei Prisha for Moshe Rabbeinu. Says Rakiva. Now it works well according to Rakiva that we have Hainu de Meshkachasla b'Shiva Asar b'Tamuz Nishtabar Luchas. Because according to Rakiva, who says that the Torah was given on the seventh of Sivan, and on that very same day, Moshe Ben goes up and begins his forty-day tenure with Hashem. 40 days later, which was Shiva Asr Batamas, Mashabina comes down, takes a look at what Yisrael are doing with the eagle, and he breaks the Luchas. So it works well because exactly 40 days from the 7th of Sivan to the 17th of Tamas. How? We have 24 days left in Chaydash Sivan because he went up on the 7th, so he deducts only 6 from the 30 day month. Gives us 24. the Tamas, another 16 for Tamas. This completes the 40-day tenure that Moshe Rabbeinu experienced on the mountain. On the 17th, he came back down. He broke the luchas. Now, why do you have to come down on the 17th? Because he went up only in the middle of the 7th of Sivan. So he had to make up for lost time, beginning of that day. So he came down sometime middle of the day of Yudzayim Batamus. To complete the 40 days. So it works well according to the sheet. El Rebbe Saglil, the Amar. Shisha the Prisha. Varboin the Har. According to Rebbe Saglil, who says that after Matan Torah, there were six days of Prisha. Which the Gemara at this point figures preceded the 40 days that Moshe Rabbeinu spends with Hashem. Because he needed to prepare himself beforehand. So we begin with Matan Torah. And then come, you make Prisha. And then 40 days of spending time on the Mahan Har. If so, until the 23rd of Thomas, he didn't come down and break the Luchas. We'll have to add all these extra days, extra six days. He says the six days of Prisha were counted into the 40 days. It wasn't like six days and then 40 days. The six day preparatory period were included as a package within the 40 days. So the 40 days began right after Matan Torah. And from the 7th of Sivan to the 17th of Thomas, you have a total of 40 days. Let's just stop for a second and take a look at the calendar. We have two Shittas, Rebbe Lili, who actually provides a riot to Shlokish, that there was a Prisha from Moshe Rabbeinu in anticipation of him spending time with Hashem. And according to this Shita, it works like this. We have Rosh We have six days until Matan Torah. Matan Torah took place on the sixth day of Sivan. And then we begin the Yimei Prisha. Six days where the Anan covered Meshach Rabbeinu. And on the seventh, Hashem calls him 
to come learn the Torah for whatever is remaining of these 40 days. According to the conclusion of the Gemara, the 40 days began at Matan Torah, included the Yimei Prisha, and whatever was left until Shavasa Batamas. So this provides a right to Ishlakish, that there was a Zman of Prisha, specifically for Moshe Rabbeinu, to appear him for the Machna Shem. Rabbi Akiva follows Rabbi Yaisi Shita, Torah was given on the 7th day of Sivan, so we have Rosh Chodesh, then we have the Un uncovering the mountain for seven days without Moshe Rabbeinu, it was just to prepare the mountain. On the seventh was Torah, and then we have 40 days from there to Yudzayim Batamos, when Moshe Rabbeinu came down and broke the Luchas. Continues the Gemara, Omar Mar, Moshe. So on the seventh day, this is following the Shita, that these seven days are, des- are describing the days prior to Matan Torah, on the seventh day, meaning Matan Torah. Hashem calls out to Moshe, and really all of Yisrael were there. Hashem was dressing them all. Moshe v'chol Yisrael aimed But Hashem was simply giving cover to Moshe by calling him out, singling him out. Messiah the Rabbi Lazar, is right, Rabbi Lazar, who says likewise, and Rabbi Lazar, by Yikron Moshe, really Moshe v'chol Yisrael aimed Everybody was standing around. Moshe was simply a cover to Moshe. Meisei of Akasha from Rabbi which seems to indicate that the voice was directed specifically to Moshe. Koil loy. There's a pasuk which says, Vayishma sa koil, midaber elav, the pasuk of Midbar. The pasuk didn't have to say elav. The pasuk could have just said loy. I think koil, the voice of Hashem was speaking to him. Koil loy. Why koil elav? The pasuk here is indicating that it was exclusively directed to him. Moshe shama v'chayisrolei Only he heard Hashem's voice, and nobody else. So how could we say all of Yisrael were present and all heard the voice of Hashem? Like Kasha. The answer is habesinai. By Sinai, everybody heard. We were meant to hear the Sir said there is from Hashem. The pasuk there is speaking when Hashem spoke to Moshe privately in the Mishkan. It was intended for him exclusively. Everybody say another shout. Like Kasha. The answer is. Depends what term we're speaking. Habakriya, Habadibur. Vayikral Moshe, like Bahar Sinai, was calling out, addressing. This was something public. Habadibur. You know, Ilmoid, Pasuk speaking about a conversation. Midabari love. Hashem speaking to him privately. And that was meant for him only. Rabbi Zrika Rami Kroi, Kamei Rabbi Zrika presented the steer between two Psukim, for Rabbi Lazar. Some say it was Amr Abzrika that Rabbi Lezer himself presented this steer. We have one Pasuk Siv, V'layachul Moshe, Lavai Olamayid. Moshe couldn't enter Olamayid. Kishachan Olave Onan, because the cloud was resting there. He couldn't get through the cloud. Uksiv. Then we have a Pasuk. By Harsinai, V'yavai Moshe, B'techa Onan. He entered the Onan. Malamedes teaches us, Shetafsa Kedesh Baruchul Moshe. Hashem grabbed, took hold of Moshe and brought him in. He couldn't go in on his own. He didn't have that ability. Hashem helped him through. Another pshat. So we have the word besoich. And when Yisrael went through the Yamsav, it says besoich. We draw a parallel. Just as there, Hashem created a pathway for them. The water presented a wall on either side, so there was a path created for them, which enabled their passage. Afkan Shvil, likewise here, 
And the Pasuk says, Really, he couldn't get through the Anon. Except that Hashem created a special passageway for him, a shvil to enable his passage. The Pasuk beginning of Sefer Vayikra begins, Vayikra Moshe, Vayidaber. Why do we have that duplicate term, Vayikra, Vayidaber? Loma hiktim kriya dibur. Why the Torah proceed, kriya to dibur, limda Torah derecheretz. Torah is teaching us a lesson, derecheretz. Shelo yoimar odom dabar lechaveru, ela imkain kariyu. A person should not begin speaking to his friend without first calling him, addressing him first. Masha says, call him by name. Just, 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 just cast information in his direction. Call him. Call him by name. Give him that respect. And then, There's a right to The Pasuk says, What's Lamer? To say, uh, what does that mean? Leimar, Amar, Reb Rabba, Minayin lo Oimer Dov lechaveroi, Shuvah valyomer. But what do we learn that if a person conveys confidential information to somebody, he's not allowed to convey it further. Shuvah valyomer. He's not allowed to pass it on. Atchi yomer loy lechemar until the one who provides information gives him explicit permission. Lechemar, you can pass this on. You can publicize it. But when we learn this concept, Shanemar, Vaidabra Hashem Elov, Ma'oyel Moid Lamar. Mashal learns. In fact that Hashem had to say, Lamar, which means you can go past this further. You can go teach it to cholesterol. Apparently, otherwise he couldn't do it. Now, all those although we're speaking about mitzvahs, which were intended for Israel, but perhaps it should be said at a later date. How do you know that he meant give it over now? He had to explicitly give him that permission. Lamar. Chaim learns, of course, we're not speaking about just uh, random information. A person couldn't care less if it's conveyed further. Evidently, there's some room to think that this is confidential information. Or for some reason, doesn't want it to be passed on. You need to hear explicitly that he allows you, he permits you to pass it on. Continues the Gemara. Let's go back to Rabbi Yechon and Rishlakish. Rabbi Yechon learned the concept of Prisha from Miluim. And Rishlakish responded to him, this was yesterday, the end of the daf. If you learn from Miluim, then it's Ma'akev, just as by Miluim. Anything there, anything that's part of the procedure, it's critical. And without it, it's possible. Likewise, by Yom Kippur. If you're going to learn from Miluim, then Prisha is critical. And it's Ma'akev. If it's not done, the Kangadl is unfit for Avoida. That was his Kasha Torbiyech. Let's stop for a second. What does that show us? That all agree. Rabbiyech and Amrish both agree that the Miluim process was absolute, was Ma'akev. We don't find that Rabbi Yechon responded differently. He didn't negate Rosh Lakish's contention that Miluim is Ma'akev, that anything there is vital and critical. Miklal, apparently, the Tavai Yisrielu, both, Rabbi Yechon and Rosh both hold Miluim, anything describing the Miluim, ben anything there is Ma'akev. The Itmar, as we learned, Miluim. What about the Miluim procedure? Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Chanina, the Machloek is between these two. Chadamar once said, anything that is stated in the Pesukah of Miluim, anything describing the procedure is vital and critical. Chadamar, other one said, no. Dovar Ma'akev, Ludoiris Any component which is applicable in the, in the later generations, throughout the Duris, yeah, that's something of significance. Has a long-term significance, and that is Ma'akev by Miluim. It needs to be done. But she'ein ma'akev something which is not ma'akev throughout the deiris, ein ma'akev b'hen, 
even though what the Torah describes it and applies it to Meluim, it's not something which is Ma'akev. It's something which has eternal significance, and therefore if it's not done, it doesn't invalidate. So there's Machalit Yunibiyachim Chanina. One says, everything describing Meluim is absolute. And one says, only something which is also applicable throughout the later Duras. Who says what? Says the Gemara will prove it. To time, you can prove the Rabbi Yechnu the Amar, Kalakosaben Ma'akben. He's the one that holds that anything used to describe the Meluim procedure is Ma'akiv, including Prisha. Why? How do we know this? And the fact that Rabbi Malakish challenges Rabbi Yechnu, he says, if you learn Prisha from Meluim, well, just as by Meluim, Kalakosaben Ma'akben, anything there is Ma'akiv. Likewise, you're in Kippur, it's Ma'akiv. And we don't find that Rabbi Yechim responded and said, well, you're wrong. He didn't respond differently. He didn't negate Rish Lakish's contention that things describing Miluim are vital and critical. At this time, indeed, this is a raya. That Rabbi Yechim maintains that by Miluim, time for brief chazarav today's daf. We learned that according to Rabbi Yechim, the concept of Prisha Shiva is derived from Miluim. Now the Kohen would receive Hazor of the Mechatos throughout seven days. And that also is learned from Miluim, although there it was Dam, here it was Mayim. According to Shlokish, the concept of Prisha is learned from Sinai. What about the Hazor of the Eifah Parah? That's just a Milo enhancement for the Kohen Gadol, for Yom Kippur, for the Kohen before Shreifas Paradum. We had a right from Bryson support of Rabbi Yechonon, that the Mokar is Miluim. We had a Bryson to support Rish Lokish, that the Mokar is from Har Sinai. This price was actually a sheet of Rebbe Lili mentioned there. He learns that Matan Torah took place on the sixth day of Sivan, in which case the event described in the Pasuk, that seven-day cloud event, occurred after Matan Torah and was designated specifically for Moshe Rabbeinu to provide him with that Prisha, the beginning of his 40 days, which he spent with Hashem. We learned that sometimes Hashem's voice was heard by Klyostral and sometimes just by Moshe Rabbeinu. Depends if we have Lashon Dibur, which is a personal discussion, or Kriya, which is a public address. Another shot was on Har Sinai, all heard, and by El it was only Moshe Rabbeinu meant to hear. On the Pasav, Yikrel Moshe, Vaydaber Elov, we learned two things of Derech Eretz. Number one, first, personally address a person before you begin conversing with him. And number two, something that's meant to be confidential should remain as such. Be well and Hatzlacharab.